Welcome once again to Dragon Sports Radio, the only radio show focusing on Howard Community College athletics. You can always find us here on Dragon Digital Radio or podcast us. Search for Dragon Sports Radio on iTunes. Of course, you can check out our Facebook page at Howard Community College Dragons and our YouTube page, Howard CC Dragon Sports. I'm Louis Garcia. Later on this episode, we'll get the inside story on what really happened to the HCC men's basketball team this year. Coach Jay Dole has a season wrap-up. But we're going to start with a look at one of HCC's spring sports, men's lacrosse. Coming off of the 7-6 season last year, Dragons coach Eric Faust is very excited about the squad he has this year. We'll hear from two of the Dragons players in a bit. But right now, let's go to Matt Stovall with Coach Faust. It is an honor to be joined by... Coach Faust of Howard Community College Men's Lacrosse. Appreciate you coming in and taking some time with us, Coach. My pleasure, Matt. Thank you. All right. So I saw the result. We had 15-2 to two was the final against Onondaga Community College, which 15 goals sounds like a lot, but you look at how much they put up on other teams. 15 defensively is a pretty impressive number. That's around where Essex holds them, around where Nassau, where Genesee holds them. How would you feel about the, the overall game against Onondaga, Coach? Um, you know, in comparison to last year, last year we went up to Onondaga and we, we lost, I believe it was 26 to four. And at the end of the first quarter last year, I remember looking up at the scoreboard and it was 11 zero. And then at the end of the first half, I believe it was 18 zero. So, you know, understanding that I have a completely different team, um, from last year, it was, you know, despite that it was, it's, it's. It's it's I, lack of a better term nice to uh, to hold a team <clears throat> that powerful that strong that, that 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 program just to to fifteen goals, um, you know. So I'm, I'm I'm the most important thing I took out of that that game was was my team. Um, my guys never gave up. They never wilted under pressure, and they were poised the entire game. And you know they played. They played like they were, you know, supposed to be there. And uh, with it being our second game of the season, I'm very, I'm very pleased at, um, you know, where we're at right now. So it's your second time going up there. Have you had any conversations with Coach Wilbur? Has he said anything to you about the program here? Or what have you all said to each other? Well, yeah, of course, coaches talk. Um, you know, I'll just keep what we, we chat about between the two of us. Uh you know, I respect Chuck greatly. I respect what he's done with that program greatly, and I, and I did tell him that it was an honor to, uh, you know, share the field with him. And 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 I think, um, I believe it was, uh, you know, an honor for my guys to be able to play on Indaga, a team that hasn't lost in seven years and has won seven straight national championships. You know, a lot of history in that area of. Uh, you know, New York. It's a it's a special place, a special place for lacrosse. So, you know, um, just going up there and having the opportunity to play this wonderful game, you know, and coach this wonderful game really means means a lot to me, and it means a lot to the boys. So, what was what was the game like? I didn't get a chance to see it, but I know Onondaga, the very uh, the unique flair to the game. What was it like? Well, you know, we. We tried to slow the game down. We, we we knew going into it that we couldn't get into a run and gun, you know, foot race with them. Um, 
very skilled, very talented group of players. And, you know, we, we did very well at the face-off acts. Matt June did a phenomenal job. And, uh, you know, we started off, we won, I believe, the first two face-offs. And, you know, I think at the end of the first quarter, it was 3-0. So, <clears throat> you know, we were... We were doing some real good things on both sides of the ball. We just didn't capitalize uh, offensively. We had some turnovers, some unforced errors where we just threw the ball out of bounds or, um, you know, missed first-time ground balls. And, you know, when you play a team like Onondaga, any mistake that you make, they're going to capitalize on. And, unfortunately, we, you know, made too many mistakes and that's the end of it. I, I, you know, we, yeah, we did give up 15 goals, you know, and in comparison to the other, you know, top programs in the country like Genesee and Nassau, um, you know, we, you know, held them to a, a similar score. So <clears throat> that being, being said, I mean, we could, you know, we could feel good about that, but in reality, we need to start beating Genesee and, and Nassau and, and those teams, you know, before we can put ourselves in that same, same category. Uh, you know, I think, I think we're on our way there. I think, um, you know, we've made some great strides and I think we have the right, um, group of guys to make some noise this year. But like I said, uh, you know, when we were just, when we were talking before we started this interview, I think, you know, the goal right now, is uh, to get past that region semifinal and get to the region final and win that as opposed to, uh, you know, looking ahead to the national championship. It's interesting. I heard um, post-game against ASA, I heard Coach Bembry before you got there. Um, he was talking to the team about, you know, this is great if we just want to beat ASA. If we want to do that, then just go home and don't worry about anything. But if you want to beat Genesee, if you want to beat Nassau, if you want to beat Essex, then go back, look at the tape, and get better, find what you need to get better, be honest with yourself. Where does that whole mindset come from? Well, I think it's just, uh, you know, striving for excellence, you know, um, you know, demanding perfection, you know, trying to reach perfection. And I think if guys are satisfied with a win against an ASA and not to take anything away from ASA, they came up and they played on the same field, played with the same equipment, you know, they're, they're, they're young men, they're athletes like us. But to take a game like that and really, you know, hang your hat up and say you achieved what you needed to achieve, I think that would be, you know, denying yourself an opportunity. And so I think what Coach Bembry is really trying to stress to the guys is to never be satisfied and to always, <clears throat> always have that drive, always have that, that urge to get better. And Honestly, the only way we are going to get to where we need to get is to get better every single day and treat every opportunity we have to compete as an opportunity to get better and to learn. Do you think your team's buying into that so far? I do. Um, it's early, but I think we have a very strong group of, uh, of sophomores. Um, and then we have an incredible group of freshmen. Uh, you know, and it's a different, it's a different, uh, this team has a different personality than the teams that I had before. And I, I think a lot of that can be attributed to the fact that all of these guys are guys that came in, you know, with me, guys that, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> really 
make up my first full recruiting class and, and then ultimately my second recruiting class. So I think a, a lot of it has to do with that. And, you know, these guys are working hard and they love this sport and they see opportunity in front of them. And, um, you know, that's the great thing about this game. You can, you know, be an, an amazing athlete and learn the game and two years later, you know, get a scholarship to do to a division one or a division two school or, or choose to go D three and get a nice financial package. So, you know, I think a lot of the guys see light at the end of the tunnel and see that ultimately after HCC, you know, they can compete at the highest levels in uh, collegiate sports. One of the players, of course, you're referring to, Austin Mitchell, UMBC. Can you tell us a little bit about that process of how UMBC got, you know, contact with Austin Mitchell and got on their radar? Yeah, we're very fortunate. You know, we mentioned Coach Bembry. Um, Coach Bembry played at UMBC and, and you know, he had been speaking with uh, the coaches at UMBC for, for a while, but Austin, Austin was, was taking a lot of visits and looking at a lot of different schools. And, um, ultimately it came down to, you know, taking one last visit to UMBC and making his decision there. Uh, and I'd like to say that I knew all along it was going to work out there, but, uh, you know, there were, there were, you know, some trips out to, to Boston trips to Ohio and stuff like that. And, 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 you know, I think Austin was really enjoying that process, but when it came down to it, UMBC has most importantly, what he wants academically and, uh, you know, one of the top lacrosse programs in the country. How about with Paris Williams and Cleveland state? How did that come about? Uh, Paris is, is, a is an exciting, uh, exciting situation. I reached out to the coach at Cleveland state <clears throat> about him and about Reese and Austin. And, um, you know, Austin and Reese both went out there and visited, and, and they both loved it. And Reese, um, you know, decided to commit, uh, you know, uh, shortly after his visit. And in speaking with their head coach, his name's Dylan Sheridan, a real good guy, fantastic coach, um, he sees so much potential in Reese, as do I. And, um, you know, fortunately, Dylan, Coach Sheridan, was able to come out to the Onondaga game and, uh, you know, you got to watch Reese for the first time for first, uh, you know, the first time 60 minutes full game and, and, you know, it's, was very excited and he's, uh, you know, he's really looking forward to Reese, you know, playing for him. Coach, well, I'm looking forward to this year with, uh, seeing you compete for this region title. Thank you for coming on the show. We'll have to have you back real soon, coach. No problem. Thank you for the opportunity, Matt. Appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. If you want to see highlights of men's lacrosse and all of HCC's teams, go to our YouTube page, Howard CC Dragon Sports. Next, Matt will talk to two of the top players on Coach Faust's team. You're listening to Dragon Sports Radio on Dragon Digital Radio. This is Dragon Sports Radio on Dragon Digital Radio. I'm Louis Garcia. In our last segment, we heard from the coach of Howard Community College's men's lacrosse team, Eric Faust. Now let's get the word from two of his players, midfielder Austin Mitchell and defender Paris Williams. Here's their interview with Matt Stovall. It's a pleasure to be joined by two of HCC's captains. We have Austin Mitchell and Paris Williams in the house today talking lacrosse, Howard lacrosse. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Doing good. Doing very good. All right. Well, it's great to have you in here. Um, I just wanted to 
start off here by talking about we have uh, Onondaga lost 15-2. to um, Holding Onondaga to 15 goals, I, I looked at it, thought it was pretty impressive. It would have been nice to score a couple more, but... Perry, so I remember you were talking about you had to match up with like the number one player in the country. Yes, sir. Talk, talk about that battle. Take me inside that battle there. Um, I mean, I actually had this um, conversation with Austin like a couple of days after. Um, Coach Faust like pulled all the sophomores to the side and said like you know like you can't be so focused on your one one like the your one matchup that you forget to play team defense which was really a big thing I feel like going into that game like I only thought about guarding him not helping out my team so coach Faust like pulling us aside and just saying those simple words to me was just like you know like I want to do this for my team like not only for myself to show that I can guard the number one player in the nation but just just for myself and show my team like I got their back so um Going into that matchup, you know, like I had confidence in all my teammates that they would help me as much as I as as they could, and I think um, it, it was pretty even. Like you know, I got him a couple of times, he got me a couple of times, but I don't think it was anything that I couldn't handle. I think I was, that everyone was very prepared going into that game. So, Austin, we had Coach Faustin, and he was mentioning there were a lot of errors on offense, throwing the ball away. Mm-hmm. How do you feel overall? The offense performed against Onondaga. I think we did. Um, we did what we wanted to do. Uh, not everything we needed to do to win the game, but going into the game, we uh, wanted to make a little. We wanted to make a different uh, approach than we had the previous year. The previous year, we we had opportunities, but we were too focused on trying to, you know, play to the same level that Onondaga was playing against that they were playing. And um, when we did that, it just it backfired on us. In this game, we we uh, we made it a goal to. You know, slow them down, slow the pace of the game down. Um, even if we want to get, you know, shot clock, like, you know, let the timer go on and um, and play. And um, and it came down to throwing the ball away, like 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 what coach was saying. Um, if we, you know, we, we did what we wanted to do offensively, um, but we didn't do everything that we needed to do. And um, I think that overall, I'll, I mean, I'll, I think that we did pretty well. Um, and going back, looking looking back at it, I mean. There's definitely some things that I looked back on the film and or think, looking back at the the game we need to work on, like you were saying with stick skills and um, throwing the ball away. Um, but I was uh, I was happy with with our performance for for the second game of the season. So what else on offense? Were you doing a whole lot of your like? I notice a lot of times you'll you'll go up top and then you'll try to pick up somebody one on one. Was there a whole lot of that going on on offense? Yeah, definitely. We first we got the ball around. We would try to get the ball around a couple as many times as we could to uh, really just settle the ball and. Um, and yeah, we would either get the first dodge from up top or the first dodge from behind. Um, and yeah, I had I had my fair share of dodges from up top, um, my, one of my favorite spots. Um, and just uh, really just to draw a man and move it um, uh, for the first dodge at least. And um, and it were and the the goals that we had. I mean, it worked. I mean, the one one the one of the one one of the goals we had um, worked perfectly. And then the other one, I mean, just getting the ball around and getting the defense rotating. Um, but but that's something that we do need to work on um, is, you know, making those dodges um, crisp, you know, and, and have, not only having them from one spot but from multiple spots, you know, and not just the spot up top but, um, you know, on the wings and and, uh, and all else because uh, that was one thing that they they saw coming. I mean, they, they knew that we were going to be dodging from certain spots and um, that's what, that's what we're, we need to work on offensively. So, Perry, were you able to get any film on Onondaga or were you just going in blind – seeing them oh yeah it was it was more of this um doing it myself like i mean most of these kids 
I mean, for for the most part, they had like a, a brand new team. Like I talked to um, their the kid I was guarding, and most of those kids were freshmen themselves. So going in, I thought that we really had a chance because I mean, this was like a brand new team, just like we're a brand new team. And I thought like we can compete with them. They weren't anything special or did anything better than we did. So I mean, it was kind of like me just going there looking at their roster and be like, oh, like do, do I know this kid? Do I not? And like maybe trying to look up film. But for the most part, it was like, um. Just going in, like, not worried about what they were going to do, just knowing that my team was prepared for whatever they were going to do. So overall, how happy were you with how your team competed in that game? I, I was very happy. Um, like Austin said, it was, a, it was a big difference than last year. I feel like last year we pointed a lot of fame fingers and blamed other people and I feel like this year not one time when I was on the field when they scored a goal did we say oh that's your fault like you got to do this but we brought it in as a team which really surprised me being the second game of our season said hey we got the next goal mm-hmm. you know next time biz you go early and, and we're going to be good you know it was like a it was like a brotherly thing and I love that is this the first team you've been on where it's been like that this early yeah, for sure. I mean, I've never experienced the bond like this besides when I played football in high school my senior year. Um, other than that, I've never experienced anything. Like, I care about each and every one of my teammates like I would, like my mother, you know? Like, I really do care about them. And um, I think it's it's a good thing, and I think we are going to be good this season. I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. Austin, how about you? Is this the first time that your team has been this close this early? Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Even even in high school, um uh, there was a, always a group of kids that really worked that really worked together well, and um, but there was always a divide, um, and especially early, early in the season. Um, even in, like Reese was saying with um, with football, I mean, even with our football early in the season, it wasn't like this. Um, and I think that you know this this is going to show a little foreshadowing for the rest of the season that it's gonna you know it's gonna even develop it's gonna develop even more, and um, you know who knows how it's gonna turn out in the end. I mean, I'm excited. Was there ever a divide with this group, or was it just like this from the day one? Um, I, I I think that we were always pretty uh pretty tightly knit. Um, even in fall ball, just getting it was more just getting to know each other. Really, I mean, there was never really uh, any uh, breaking of the team. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say only way only reason only way to really compare would be from last year. And even last year wasn't like terrible. It's just it wasn't. That it's hard to explain, really. I mean, it's just like we're we're uh, we're all we're all really cool with each other, and um, we're all and it, and it it's not just that we're cool with each other, but we you know we hold each other accountable, and um, and that's something that's huge for our team this year, and um, and it was there in the fall as well, and I think it's translating into this season. So where's the line with holding people accountable, but also saying we're all in this together? It's all a team. Like talk about that line a little bit and how you this team handles it. Uh, I think that uh, the holding people accountable part really comes into play during practices during the during the beginning of the week, um, and then as we start to get close to the game, I mean, it comes it becomes more of like a you know a positive vibe. So like, on game days, I mean, I, I there we shouldn't be you know getting negative with anyone, um, keeping each other positive at all times. Um, but during the beginning of the, of the of the week, I mean, it's gonna be hard work. We have our Monday fun day practices, which are not fun. And uh, and at, during that time, I mean, that, that's everyone's got to strap it up, and you know, and at that comes time to really hold each other accountable, really break it down. Because I mean, um, you know, what doesn't kill you is going to make you stronger. And you know, if your teammates are on your back, you know, it might seem might seem rough sometimes, but by the end of the week, we're all you know really excited to play, and we're all just we're all just ready to go out on the field. And 
that's really where that divide comes is as the as the week progresses. So, Paris, would you feel the same way about the defense and your side, your perspective on that? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we go in every day saying that we're going to make the offense better. We, you know, like getting ready for Onondaga, we said like we're going to act like we're Onondaga. We're going to be those guys that not we're not going to be friends with our offense just because they're our like you know they're our brothers. Like we're going to make them feel uncomfortable. We're going to push them to the point that they don't they don't like us, you know. And that's good because going into the game, they're going to remember everything that we did, and it's going to seem a lot easier. I have I've had guys say like you know playing in this game is is ten times easier because they don't do half the things that our defense does to them in practice. So I really think that's like like he said, holding us accountable for what we need to do and what we don't need to do. So was that there last year, or is that something new this year? I mean, it it, it was kind of like fifty fifty, you know. Like Austin said, it, it wasn't like our group of guys. I feel like more this year is our group of guys. Like even going back to fall ball, we have this thing where we don't lose at home because we haven't lost at home since me and Austin have been here. So I think in fall ball, those guys really realize that we're serious about this. And if they're not serious, then they don't need to be on this team because we wanted to be how we wanted to be last year is how we're going to be this year. Everyone's brought in and everything. So I think so. So, Austin, how's this team doing with the mastering of fundamentals? I know Coach Faust preaches <laughs> fundamentals. How yeah. are you mastering it? Yeah, I th- I definitely. I have to agree with Coach. Uh, fundamentals are, are key um, in, in any sport, really, and especially the cross when it comes to the, the finesse that comes in the game when, with stick skills. But um, it's it's coming along. I mean, it's only week two, of course, but, I mean, um, the our first lines are definitely are definitely getting it down. Um but I mean, it's more of a game thing. Like, I mean, if you see if you saw us in practice, I mean, it's not it's not always as big of a, a problem uh, of an issue. And then if you look at if you look at the Onondaga game, it happened later in the game. I mean, the very beginning of the game. I mean, Reese will tell you too. I mean, the beginning of the game, we were we were spot on, moving the ball around, getting the you know getting our dodge, moving it, and drawing our, drawing a man, and getting the defense rotating. And it worked. It was working great actually. At first, we had we had some opportunities in the beginning to score uh, early, really early. Um, and we didn't get to capitalize on that, and that's you know something we need to work on. But um, we are, you know, we're we're working on that, and I think that that's going to come with more more practice, um, and that's going to come from the captains as well. It's going to come from us, you know, holding everyone um, to a, a certain standard um, outside of practice, because it's not just you know the passing that you should get in practice. It's got to be outside, and if it's not there, then you got to get called out, and, and you got you got to work on it. I mean, that, and that's just uh, that's just how it is. So is this your first situation where you've been a captain on a team? No, I was a captain in high school um, in lacrosse as well. Um, but in uh, in high school, wasn't it wasn't like everyone took it as serious. It was more like uh, it's spring season, which like go out and like you know play a little ball. Um, but here it's you know it's more serious, um, and you know and that, I like it a lot better here as well when it comes to being a captain because um, kids will actually take the, the or the the players will actually take you. Uh, more serious, you know, um, because we all have a we have a, a goal to achieve. And in high school, um, it wasn't as attainable because here we we see so much. There's so much that we can achieve here, um, or that I see. And uh, I think that uh, the rest of the guys on the team are, are really starting to see that as well. Um, and that's just a goal of mine as a captain here um, is to you know keep that drive going. Um, and it was it was diff- it was more difficult in high school, definitely. So what, like specifically, do you see? Because I'm seeing a little bit of it too, but I just want to pick your brain here. What do you see? Uh, I see, uh, I see our offense clicking soon. 
Um, and when that happens, I mean, our defense is doing phenomenal right now. And, you know, to keep the pressure up in, uh, in practices, when our offense starts clicking, um, and you'll see it, it, we'll see it in practice every once in a while when we're really starting to click one day. It's like, you know, if we bring this to, to a game, I mean, I'm not sure what, who will stop us. Um, and I think that's going to come with a maturity aspect. I talked with, uh, Coach Bembry about this and, um, recently, and it, it's going to come down to the maturity. Um, and that's where I see us. Um, is maturing, and once we get, once we hit it, because we're so close to it, um, I mean, you'll, you'll see it, and uh, the rest of the nation will see it. So, Perry, I want to talk a little bit about your journey to Howard, Wilmington, North Carolina, right? Yes, sir. So, how did you end up at in Columbia, Maryland? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, coming out of high school, I mean, in high school, I played football, basketball, and lacrosse. So, like juggling all the three of those is just something just drew me to lacrosse that I felt like I was better than that in lacrosse than any other sport. So. I mean, um, where I'm from in Wilmington is not that big, but it's getting big now. Um, so like coming out of high school, I didn't have any looks really. So I knew like I had a coach that helped me, um, my coach Jordan. And, um, he told me he was like, cause he played, he played, um, in community college at, um, Delaware. And, um, he told me, you know, he was like, if you really want to pursue playing D1, then Juco is what you needed to do needed to do so one day like i looked up a highlight film of um juco schools and howard versus Essex. Essex came up like a few years back when um when we were playing at essex and actually our coach right now coach conway um he they lost in by one goal to them and um just watching that game you know like i reached out to essex at first i thought that's where i wanted to go but just you know not clicking with the coach that i realized that's not something i wanted to do and i reached out to coach faust and Ever since then, he's just been on my back and just, you know, hey, you need to come here and come play for me, you know. So it was, it was more like of him reaching, reaching out to me, even though I reached out to him saying like, I'm willing to give you a chance and not even knowing me, you know, like that was a big deal for me. So just talking to him from day one, I knew like this is a coach that I could see myself playing for. So what about his personality clicked with you right away? Right away. Um, I mean. It's kind of like what what every player you know dreams of, like having that coach that always calls, not always calls you, but like always see like how you're doing. Like even like before I came up here, he would text me and say, "Are you working on your game? Like, what are you doing? Like, are you shooting? Are you um, planning any tournaments that I can come see?" And um, I really like how he just reached out to me and like how um, truthful he was. You know, he said like, "You're gonna come here. You're gonna earn every." everything that i give to you and i mean he didn't lie about it everything that i've that i've achieved or that i'm going to achieve i I work for absolutely that's that's an awesome story there coming here choosing howard i think you know you'll you'll get that chance too to to go to go against essex this year and it looks like maybe a little more in even terms this year with essex with numbers and skill level so how amped up are you to get a shot at them as you're coming here to columbia Oh, I mean, it was it was definitely a big thing, like you know, like being a part of something that's so special like this. Like even in my high school, uh, we weren't the best, and like beating teams that we've never beaten in history is just something that I have experienced and I want to experience that. I want to experience that like for Austin and the rest of the team, and I want to do that for the coaches because I feel like we deserve it. And I don't think like like I said, I don't think they do anything different that we do. You know, like last year our heads weren't in the right place, and I think this year we're we're more than ready if ever you know so i think um beating them is not not a like a a non-realistic thing i think we can actually do it this year austin is that something that's in your mind at all i know it's not good to call teams out but just winning the rest of the games on your schedule 
especially at home, is that something that's just uh, you're dialed in on? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about a lot. I mean, um, first for, first things first, I mean, we have College Southern Maryland, and then, you know, one game at a time, of course. But, I mean, uh, I mean, I can't not think about it. Whenever, I, you know, whenever we're, we're training, I mean, of course, I'm going to think about the big games coming up. Um, and, I mean, I made it one of our goals this year to definitely take down an Essex, definitely take down one of the Nassau, a Nassau, and um, and compete against an Onondaga. And we've gotten one of those done, and I'm looking to get the other two. So, so I know one thing Coach is always stressing, he's trying to look for excellence out there. Mm-hmm. So that could mean working on some weaknesses. Do you see any weaknesses in your game that you're looking to work on every day that are trying to take you to that next step? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, definitely, I, I see some weaknesses in my own game. Um, I mean, you can always make your shooting better. I'm definitely working on that a lot, Just making that shift from attack. I, I mean, I never played midfield in my entire life. Uh, all through high school, I was an attackman. Um, and at attack, I worked on placement every day. It was always placement, placement, placement. Um, and then midway through the season, I went to a midfield. And uh, now I'm working more on more on power. You know, Faust is, you know, is a... He definitely breaks down shooting, and he's he's good at helping you and uh, and with your form and just getting enough power through. And so that's one thing I'm working on, and um, you know, just gotta work on you know the IQ from up top. is It's just a different game as well from up top, and, and you know that's another thing you can always work on. You can always make yourself a smarter player, um, and it's gonna keep on working at that. Let's see how it plays out. So, what brought about the position change? Um. I mean, I'm not really sure exactly. Um, I remember just a couple of games I, I dodged from up top at attack. I just like kind of isoed up top, and it, and it like worked out really well. And and then I had a couple of big plays up top, and it, and I kind of just you know you, you, we kind of saw not not just we, but like I mean in general, I, you see in college lacrosse right now, you see a lot of big midfielders coming out and uh, performing very well um, at all levels, and I think that. Um, that is one thing, and then it just kind of felt right using being able to use your body from up top where the net's right in front of you, um, and not having to turn a corner. It's something that I can use to my advantage, and um, I think Coach Faust saw it, Coach Bembry saw it, and they kind of showed me, and I and I saw it, and I was like, okay, and then I decided to take it on, and uh, I love it. I'm not going back. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Perry, so I want to ask the same question to you um, with strengthening weaknesses. Where are some weaknesses you see in your game that you're looking to get better at every day? <laughs> I mean, I think the number one thing is me always wanting to go down and take those shots. So I, I feel like I work a lot on that in practice. And I would say like the weakest point of my game is probably my left hand shot. So I think other than that is just um just just teaching, just being able to teach the the younger guys. Like you know, like instead of being a player, being a, a coach at the same time, that's very hard to do because when you want to focus on yourself then it's hard to teach someone else when you're trying to get better yourself so i think just just helping out the team and then um i say i say that left hand shot i guess so um left hand shot are you just uh going against the goal or do you have something in the goal the you're looking for corners or um i mean i mean usually it'll be like realistic so like maybe i would like put the ground i mean the ball like on the restraining line and i would um just pick it up like it like on a fast break and i would just try to you know like angle it as like where i would want to place it and things like that okay gentlemen i'm looking forward to this the rest of this season and good luck to you going after that championship that would you know the fans here at howard would just go crazy and it would mean so much so good luck gentlemen thank Thank you. you thank you very much thank you for having us thank you Thanks, Matt. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to men's basketball. 
What else can Coach Jay Dole say about the team's disappointing season? You'll find out next. This is Dragon Sports Radio on Dragon Digital Radio. Welcome back to Dragon Sports Radio. I'm Louis Garcia. By any measure, HCC's men's basketball team had a disappointing season, one that tried the patience of head coach Jay Dole. The Dragons' season mercifully ended with an 87-84 loss to Prince George's, giving the Dragons a final record of four wins and 20 losses. Shortly after the season came to a close, Coach Dahl sat down for a talk with HCC Athletic Director Diane Schumacher on our TV show, Dragons Lair Update. Here's the extended version of that interview. Coach, assess your team's performance against Prince George's. Um... I thought the game started off <clears throat> where we were very divided, out to get ours in terms of points, that type of thing. Um, and they jumped right down our throats, which is typical of Prince George, especially at their place. They're gonna, they tend to just come out and attack you. And that's what happened. We got way down. And uh, I had, again, some disciplinary situations down the stretch of the game, and I ended up sitting two individuals. And we made a run, and we had a possession to tie the game. Unfortunately, we threw the ball away. Um, but they came back from about a 25-point deficit. So um, we fought. Um, I was bound and determined the last eight minutes I wasn't going to play the two individuals that I had issues with. And so we were, we were undermanned, like we've basically been most of the second half of the season. And uh, for, I don't want to say the first time, but first time in a long time, I started to see some, some semblance of what I've been trying to get these guys to do in terms of playing as a team and playing with the effort and, and the discipline that they needed to play um, with. And uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to pull it out, but um, at least we didn't get blown out in the last game of the season. Looking back, what will you take away from the season? I know it was a very challenging season for you as a coach. Well, um, I, think, I think the first thing that, that I look at once the season's over with or who you got coming back and and uh, what do you need to do to learn from the situations that uh, occurred in the year before and uh, you know I I study team building a lot and uh, one of the greatest team situations team building situations are the US Navy SEALs and they have a term called um, <clears throat> team ability. And basically what team ability is, is the ability to learn and to lead um, when the situations arise where you need leaders, um, but at the same time to be a follower to complete the mission that the team has. And it uh, never really got ingrained into my guys exactly what our team mission was. Um, we started the season off very selfish, 
um, thinking about where we're going to be next year, um, as opposed to letting things take care of themselves. Next year will take care of itself. You know, I've been in this long enough where next year takes care of itself if you put yourself in situations where you take care of the, the present. And um, unfortunately, we didn't do that this year, and we suffered the consequences for it. Um, our season ended extremely early. Um, I've been coaching for 38 years. I just had a birthday a couple days ago, and it's the first time I, I got phone calls from, from family and friends. Oh, you know, what are you going to do on your birthday? Well, so normally I'm preparing for a game or I'm preparing for a practice. And I didn't have that to prepare for for the first time in 38 years, so I was kind of lost on my birthday and didn't really have a clue of what you're supposed to do on your birthday. <laughs> so, but that that really doesn't answer your question, but it, it's it's just a frustrating thing, and, and you got to take what, what's been dealt to you, and, and you got to learn from it, and if you don't learn from it, then it didn't do any good to go through the trials and tribulations that we went through. What are some of the highlights? Because you've had some highlights this season. Well, you know, we, we uh, you know, in terms of, 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 as a team, I don't think there was a whole lot of highlights. In terms of individual stuff, um, you know, uh, Jawan Grant was named all, all uh, Juco second team, Maryland Juco second team. His brother was third team. Um, Jawan was the leading scorer for a long time in the, in the conference and uh, kind of fell off. He, you know, he had that wrist injury and I think that caused him to, to uh, fall a little bit shooting wise. So those two individuals, um, some of our younger guys, some of the freshmen um, came on this year. Um, we lost uh, J.P. Herbert um, for, for a credit situation that really wasn't his fault. And he came back at the end of the year and um, just played very, very hard. And we missed him during the time that he was out uh, during the winter term. Um, you know, guys like uh, Nate Bonsu, um, he, he was up and down all year long. But, um, you know, in, in our meetings, he was very upbeat about stuff. Um, he knows that he didn't reach his potential. Most of the guys coming back, uh, Ryan Jackson, um, became a defensive stopper for us so that was a highlight because at the beginning of the year we had nobody who had a clue what a defensive stopper was all about and you know we were giving up over 100 points a game and and uh, as a coach that's really hard for me to take and to to deal with the mentors that I have to um, be held accountable for um, you know they, they get in touch with me and you know 110 points you know, did you play any defense at all? And so, so that was that was a good thing. Um, Taquan Hall, um, it was one of the little guys that just played his rear end off for me all year long. Never heard a peep out of him. I'd like for him to become more of a leader because he can lead by example because he does all the right things. Um, unfortunately, he got uh, he got hit in the nose. Um, might have been in the Harford game. I can't remember exactly which game it was, but it, we had about six games left to go in the season, and he broke his nose and was out the rest of the season and never got back in. And so that, that was frustrating um, to me, and the fact that there was no flagrant 
foul call on it. They, they didn't even want to call a foul on it to start with. And, and then they, the, the officials got together and conversed and made a decision that, uh, you know, yeah, he did get, I mean, he's bleeding. His nose was broke. His nose was on the side of his <laughs> face, busted all up and nobody okay. saw it. So, um, that, that was frustrating, but, but, uh, Taekwon, we, we missed him down the stretch because he did give us some energy and some fire. What kind of lessons do you think these kids will take away from a season like this? Um, I had a talk with with uh, Kyle Davis this morning, you know, looking at at his recruiting possibilities and stuff. And you know, I there's a lot to be learned from this. Um, you know, Kyle was one of those guys that was worrying about where he was going to be next year, and uh, and I just said, you know, I hope you learn from this because. Um, life is about right now. You can't be worrying about tomorrow. You prepare for tomorrow, but you can't worry about tomorrow. You you got to take care of business today. And 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 I think not just Kyle, but I think a lot of our guys learned that lesson. I think if we would have had a couple more games, I think you would have started to see some light at the end of the tunnel in terms of these guys understanding exactly where. Um, where I'm coming from, and you can't, you can't, it, it, basketball, like I said many times, basketball is a team sport, and you can't, it, it's not anything to do with being selfish. If you want to be in an individual sport, go, go out for an individual sport, but basketball is a team sport, and the good teams, the teams that go on and play in, in, in tournament time are the teams that find a way to play together, and take the focus off themselves, and then when you really look at it, the guys that make the all-conference first team are guys that became team players, not the guys that that uh, had these great individual performances. Not that those people didn't have good individual performances, but they were within the context of what their team needed them to do. And not everybody can be a scorer. Not everybody can be a, a rebounder. You know, you, you have, everybody has a role, and I think I tried on numerous occasions sitting down with guys and saying, this is what your role is. We don't need you to do this. We need you to do this. And so hopefully, in retrospect, they can look back and they can say that, you know, maybe our coaching staff, you know, our coaching staff has almost 100 years of coaching experience for a 17, 18, 19-year-old kid to come in and think they know more than us is kind of appalling. And to be perfectly blunt with you, at the beginning of the year, we did have that. And uh, I think as the year went on, um, and, and speaking to these guys in their, in their wrap-up meetings, you know, they said, you know, I never, know that, I never knew that you could defend somebody on and up the line like this and how much easier it is to keep them from getting the ball when you do that. So, so some of that stuff sunk in, but not enough to make a difference in record. Where do you think that comes from, that type of mentality with these kids? <clears throat> well, you know, I, I talk to a lot, a, lot of, a lot of different people about, uh, you know, teams and coaching and, and, and players and all that type of thing, and I always try to pick people's brains, and you know, the conversation always comes around to have kids changed since you started coaching, and I always used to say I think they did, but to be perfectly honest with you, I think I don't really think the kids are the ones that changed, it's the parents that have changed, and some of it has to do 
with the freedoms that they give their son or daughter um, before they're ready for those types of freedoms. And then they get in a structured situation where um, I'm not going to tolerate some of those things and they, they, they struggle trying to deal with that type of, of uh, I don't, you can call it discipline, you can call it um, structure, you could call it whatever you want to, but um, I, I do think that, that parents have changed. They've changed the way that they, and, and I don't know if circumstances have things to do with it. I know split families have something to do with it. Mom competing against dad, dad competing against mom. Um, working parents where back in the 50s and the 60s and the early 70s, mom was usually at home. Um, now, you know, uh, kids come, to, uh, come home to an open house and they got all kinds of freedom after school. And, uh, and then when you take some freedom away from them in a teaching situation, sometimes they don't handle that very well because it's something bit. different. Yeah. <clears throat> so getting back to your sophomores now, are there any sophomores that are getting looks from a, from a four-year school, or is that the process that starts now? Yeah. Um, we've got, uh, we've got um, John and Juwan Grant are receiving very strong um, offers from high-level D2s and um, some lower-level D1s, and they're starting to get some feelers from some mid-level D1s. Um, Kyle Davis um, is in that D2 category. Um, they're it all comes down to needs with him. You know, do people need a setup type point guard, uh, pass first type point guard? Um, do they even need a point guard? And uh, you know, so he's had he's had a number of people inquire about him from a D two standpoint. I know he he is he wants to go Division two because of the finance situation, um, but sometimes you can't get what you want, and you got to take the best situation that you can get um and then there's uh terrell willis who started the season with a hernia and missed most of the season and came back and gave us some very very good minutes down the stretch and and uh when he came to to howard he had a lot of high division three type deals and right now that's kind of where he's at um but uh but for the most part you know, they're, the four are, are receiving a lot, of, a lot of interest, and it just comes to trying to match. You know, and I talk to them. You know, it's not necessarily about the scholarship or the level. It's about finding a place. You only have two years left, so you can't go to some place and make a mistake and then find out after you're there a year to make you made a mistake and then go to another place and start all over again because, especially if you're at a higher level and at, at the Division One level to start over, with one year of eligibility left, some of those systems are too complex to even. Are these get sophomores into. also talking about not just basketball but career-wise? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't just go to a college to play basketball. I mean, you, you got to have the, the academic piece as well. Well, I think that's that's the one the one real positive thing about this sophomore class, um, with the exception of uh, we don't we don't have anybody with less than a two point six and. Uh, Two of them are well over 3.0. Um, one of them is in the 3.6 area, and the other one's right around a 3.5 area. 
and uh, and and then the other two are are you know in a in a situation where um, they're in that high high uh, two point range. So they have always taken their academics seriously. They all have goals and aspirations where they want to head um, after their playing career is over. Um, obviously, they all have. Um, aspirations of maybe trying to make some money playing the game, but uh, that's not necessarily their sole focus. So trying to find a place to play where they fit into that system, try to find a place that has their specific major. You know, one of them wants to be a nurse. You know, there's not a whole lot of schools that offer real good nursing programs, so that kind of cuts your, your situations down too. Um, but for the most part, those guys... That that that's been the one thing you know. I haven't had to worry about any of those four guys from an academic standpoint. Now, how many players will you have returning for next year? Well, um, we had a young man um, sit out this year um, who was going um, to school here part time, and uh, he kind of was our video video guy. Um, he he will be coming back, and then um, we have uh, four other individuals that will be coming back and then we had have an individual from last year's team um, that took the year off this year that has told me he, he's coming back but I've, I'm hearing rumors that he's probably going to go someplace else and, and, that, and that's fine too but um, we have a we have a good group of guys that we can build around um, most of them you know play similar positions most of them are wing type players you know our our need right now is to find some big men and and a real good point guard or two i was going to ask you about the recruiting yeah. you know are you looking at also at a certain personality a lot of times as coaches we look at certain positions yeah. but are you also looking at certain personalities that you think needs to be part of the program yeah i, th I think uh i think character is 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 a thing that um, with me has always kind of been a given. Um, I've made some mistakes, just like everybody does, um, but it's not because we didn't know what we were getting. It was, you know, let's give this young man a chance. And, uh, you know, because I think everybody deserves a chance, especially at the junior college level, because it is about trying to mentor young men and, and to help them grow and become... Um, not just better players, but functional people in society, and and uh, so character is a is an issue that I'm really focusing in on. I'm, you know, I've I've talked to a couple parents and uh, uh, of some recruits that we're after, and and I basically told him, you know, I'm 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 not interested in taking anybody right now that uh, has this selfish me 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 type attitude, and I think every young person to a certain extent. Um, thinks about themselves more than they do other people, but um, there are there are tendencies that you can look at by going to a practice or going to a game and 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 see you know I really don't think that's what I'm looking for. So character is a big issue. Um, I I look for athleticism. Um, obviously, if you can find people who can shoot the ball, that's key. Um, but uh, academics is another area 
Um, you know, I was talking to a coach to, this morning, and and I, you know, he has about four or five guys that that we're taking a long look at, and uh, and you know, he made a comment to me about one individual. Well, you know, he's 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 a little lazy, but he he's an intelligent kid. He's more intelligent than what his grade point average was. And so I said, well, I got to go see him practice. And so I'm going to his practice tomorrow. We'll see if he's lazy in practice or not. <laughs> but that's just kind of an overview of what we're looking for. What would you want people to know about Howard Community College men's basketball program? I think that if they come to Howard, the first thing that uh, they're going to understand is um, I've got a mission and vision statement right on our website, and on that mission statement and vision statement, it basically spells out what we're looking for, and it also spells out exactly what I expect you to be after you spend two years with us. And uh, um, I think one one big thing that I that I stress is you come you come to to Howard and play for our coaching staff, you're going to not only grow as a player, but you're going to grow as a person and as a student because I see, I see myself, I see my coaches as lifelong learners. And if people want to come here and think that, okay, when my, when my um, academic career is over, I'm done learning, um, that's the wrong way to look at things. So um, I want guys to be a lifelong learners. I want them to be, um, I, I always tell, tell guys when I'm recruiting them, if you don't read, you're no different than the person who can't read. And uh, so, I mean, I, I've got my own library. Um, um, I go to the library all the time because I can't afford to buy books anymore. They're getting so expensive. <laughs> but uh, I, I keep notes of everything that I read. I got a little box full of all of the notes that I read. And, and I see myself as a lifelong learner, and, and hopefully I've got many, many more years to, to keep learning. But hopefully um, some of that rubs off on guys. They see me reading books all the time. Um, I talk to them about what I read because um, I study success. I study people who are successful and why they're successful, and, and I usually bring that into practice. Um, so you're going you're gonna to have a well-rounded two years of education if you come here to play for me, and I think that that's what most parents are looking for. Uh, it's not always what the young man is looking for, but uh, um, wins and losses, you know, obviously we all want to win. Um, uh, I, I, I like competitors. I like people that just want to lay it out on the line every day in practice, and if you can't come to practice every day and lay it out on the line, then why are you doing what you're doing? And um, some of our guys struggled with that this year. Well, Coach, I wish you the best for next year uh, on the recruiting trail this year, and I hope uh, we can uh, share your basketball and knowledge and certainly your birthday next year with the basketball team as opposed <laughs> to maybe being at home with the family. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Good luck, Thank Coach. you. And that wraps up this episode of Dragon Sports Radio. Remember to check out the brand new website for HCC Athletics. Just go to howardcccdragons.com. And if you want to watch highlights of our Howard Community College teams, go to our YouTube channel, Howard CC Dragon Sports, where you can also watch our award-winning show, Dragon's Lair Update. 
If you missed any part of the show or if you'd just like to hear it again, download our podcast. It's on iTunes. If you like the show, then like us on Facebook at Howard Community College Dragons. Dragon Sports Radio is produced by Matt Stovall and me. For the Dragon Sports team, I'm Louis Garcia. So long for now.